podcast is part of the Pod Syndicate family. For more criminally compelling shows, articles, and conversations, head to wearepodsyndicate.com. post-Christmas, it's that weird week in between Christmas and New Year where days don't matter and time doesn't really exist. We're all just waiting for the next Monday after New Year. Uh, but what do we have? We have soul. That's what we've got. We've all got soul. But we're not soldiers. We're not soldiers, no. no. But we do have soul. Um, we don't have the George Clooney movie. Uh, we'll cover that next week because, as I said last week, that George Clooney movie... Everyone forgot about it before it even existed. It's not it's not been well received either. I'm still looking forward to watching it. I don't care what people say. I'm still very much looking forward to watching it. So we'll be getting to that next week. But we do have Soul. Um, and then we have some what we've been watching. Uh, we'll probably a few tangents, I would say. Um, we'll play this loosey-goosey because, you know, it's, it's a nothing week. It's a nothing week. Nothing week, yeah. Um, so, yeah, we'll have tangents and... No trailers unless Ian's got any. <laughs> uh, and a few questions and, and, and bits. So, yeah. Yeah. Exciting times. It is. Good times. Uh, Ian, I'm going to ask you what I always ask you, uh, but can I add a caveat to, the, to it? Okay. So, what's been happening in the news this week? And please, do we have to fucking talk about the fucking Wonder Woman backlash? Because I can't be I the thing is there is no news and people have had to find their entertainment so yeah it's (laughs) just wow it it is isn't it it's what i would say and i've seen i've seen this said a few times i've just said i'm not i I, do we have to talk about it no i don't think we do but i'm going to say this right in 2020 and this is i'm not going to name any names but i have seen a few people just random people not any particular people that we know or anything like that but you know they they crop up within your timelines yeah yeah right if the worst thing that's happened to you in 2020 if the worst thing that happened to you in 2020 was that you watched two and a half hours of one woman 1984 then i would count yourselves incredibly fucking lucky because that is not the worst thing that happened to 2020 at all. It's not even the worst thing that happened to movies in 2020. It's, do you know what? If you don't like it, fine. But it's not that bad. I, it's actually, weirdly, right? I was, I think, I wasn't quite as, as high on it as you were, Ian. 
Uh, but I think I was higher than you were, Bex, and the, the, the John, no, no, the gracious John is last week, uh, were. But what I will say about it is, with the exception of the fact that those kids should have been playing in that fucking road, which still <laughs> bothers me, but that is more a I don't like children thing, right? The more I think about when we were 1984, the more the bits that I didn't like have gone out of my head, mm. and the more the bits that I did like are the bits that I was a bit in between about have gotten positive. So I'm now further towards, you know, being like, Do you know what? That was fun. I'm like, and when it was announced that we were getting another two, I was like, fuck yeah, that's nice, that. I'm up for it. Is she that interesting <clears throat> character to carry another two movies? No, but do you know what? She's so low energy. Do you know what? If it pisses people off, I'm all for it. Mm. If it gets to the point of where you have people having to tie themselves in knots, trying to not criticise a female director that they so badly want to criticise, <laughs> then it is a glorious thing. I mean, that's the fucking fascinating thing behind it, isn't it? It's like yeah. people who have been going off on Gal Gadot, yeah. but no one's going off on Patty Jenkins because, like you say, it's almost like they're afraid they're going to open up some sort of fucking rip in the space-time continuum and they're going to fall through it. Um, yeah, and, it's, and, yeah. almost like, it's almost like people have caveated their, their having a go at Gal Gadot and kind of go, oh, it's okay, because did you know that 12 years ago she posted this online? It's like, right, nothing to do with Wonder Woman, and I believe she's actually kind of covered that and kind of gone, look, youthful stupidity, I am very sorry. Um, the good thing about that though is that particular thing seemed to get quietened up quite fast like people are get you know people are getting pretty canny on why the fuck are you bringing up something from literally years ago when we're talking about something now which is, is something i don't want to know the story behind it but is this related to people calling her a zionist yes right okay I, I don't want to know the story behind it because i saw it on twitter a couple of times and i was like Huh, I wonder what that's about. And then I just decided I didn't fucking care. She made a comment. I don't know. No, I'm, I'm just saying. But she made a comment, and it, it's not a very good comment, but she has explained her. Essentially, she basically apologised for it in a look, I prefer the person who can grow and realise I was wrong than the person who continues being wrong. Okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I, yeah, I mean, I, I suppose I'll get a, f- a few things off my chest because fuck it. Why not? Um, Let's do it. Yeah, thank you. Um, very, very, very done with people saying that. Oh, you only liked it because it was on the big screen. Fuck off. Um, I will say, part of the reason why I liked that film was because I was seeing it on a big screen with big sound. It's kind of what Blockbuster is supposed to be seen on, you know, not at home streaming. But it's not the only reason why. Um, I think it's, you know, I think it's a very interesting comment on everybody seeming to wish a streaming future and then literally the first big film people are saying, oh, do you know what? People are liking it less at... um, you know, people are enjoying things less at home because of X, Y and Z. Yeah, yeah, they will do. You know, the big screen does add a certain bump for, for some things because they are designed for for the big screen, as I say. You know, so, um, I, I you know, with Warner kind of seemingly walking back on this HBO Max stuff, I, 
this whole thing actually makes me feel weirdly better about the prospect of cinemas uh quite frankly uh because i think people are going to realize that they want to see these things on a big screen to maybe like somehow enjoy them more but no it was not the only reason why i liked that um uh, why i liked it secondly all this fucking hate from people like i think you say charles charles braz musco or something he works for the hollywood reporter fucking t- tweeting out saying that younger people seem to be liking wonder woman 84 because essentially they have less of a film education they don't have the benefit of history of watching older films and understanding what proper cinema is fuck off yeah um i've seen a few younger critics who i really like respect emily murray um who did the um the fincher um shows and the nolan shows that i i referenced a few weeks back where i said i swear we weren't copying her um she was getting quite a lot of shit from people for posting a positive reaction after um, seeing it at a press screening. And it's just like, just fuck off. Um, Simon, Simon Brewer film stories put out a very, very good thing today about, Hey, if you disagree with what someone's writing and you know, you want to debate that then absolutely fair enough, but don't criticize them because you feel like they don't have enough knowledge like it's just no and lastly anyone who tells me that wonder woman 1984 is objectively a bad film and you can like bad films but you can't really say that you think they're good fuck off i mean that's a that's a little bit of subtweeting there quite frankly but if that person's listening, I don't want to offend you by saying who you are. But seriously, that made me fucking log off Twitter for a couple of days. Fuck off. Well, you you know my feelings towards this. Um, when people say, oh, yeah, it's a bad film, but you, you can like it. I'm like, no, if I like it, I don't think it's a bad film. I don't think, it, yeah. I don't, I do not think Wonder Woman 1984 is a bad film. I mean, woe betide the rotten tomatoes rating went down 20 percent after the you know the initial reviews yeah okay cool it's i I mean jesus christ why why am i even mentioning rotten tomatoes but there is still (laughs) a good chunk of people who who like the fucking who like the film and i thought we had a really good discussion last week but it wasn't anybody telling the other person you're an idiot for having that opinion no and we frequently tell each other that. Um, I mean, you are yeah. most of your. I mean, all right, you guys frequently tell me that, <laughs> and I accept it wholeheartedly. Um, but yeah, it, it's the thing is, it seemed to be a little bit like, um, it, it's this this current sort of wave of you've got to nothing can ever be just all right or a bit you know not great mm. so and it's not just movies it's everything um like i i frequently have the guys who couldn't work and say that they're not feeling very well and they don't just say oh i'm not feeling well it's like i've never felt this bad it's the worst i have ever felt <laughs> and it's like i mean you wow. said that last week about something you know literally it, 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 if i was say the, this i've come into work and it's the worst i've ever felt i just i wouldn't be at work <laughs> and it's it, it, it does seem like the, it's the 
People competing to hate something more than everybody yeah. else. Yeah. No, I hated it the fucking most. Like, well done. Do you know what? Pete, thing is, who wants something you like? <laughs> just, I don't get it. Oh, just the amount move of on to something you like. People put into hating on stuff that they didn't like. Just it, fucking get grip. It is, or if somebody says I, that they like something, somebody jumping on it and going, "Oh well, I fucking hated it." The, cool. The, move the, the this fuck is, on. The, and that, that particular thing where that person said that thing to me, they literally just jumped in on a Twitter conversation I was having with someone else. And it's just like, why why do you think I care for your opinion at this moment in time? You know, I just, I, it, it, you know, if somebody tweets something and I want to have a discussion with them, then, you know, I would reply to them. But if I'm, if somebody else is having a discussion with someone else, and especially if I don't know one of the parties, I'm a fucking stay out of that shit. It's a little bit, it's a little bit like if, if, if let's say me and you were, were sat having a burger when we're allowed to, right? And you went to me, oh, man, this burger's good. And then swung three tables down, went, I think shit. You'd be like, yeah, what? yeah. Fuck off, dickhead. <laughs> you know, like, beef, objectively, tastes like shit. <laughs> I, yeah, I, yeah, I, the thing is, people are, people are starved. I mean, I am. I'm, I'm fucking starved for something big and fresh to talk about. But, I mean, it, it's so, I don't know. I mean, I feel so fucking sorry for Patty Jenkins, you know. I mean, I, I mean I'm sure she's going to be fine, don't get me wrong. But, you know, she's made this film, which for all its fucking faults, is trying to be optimistic, you know. Like, it, it's trying to be hopeful, and it's trying to be fun. And if people don't think it's those things, and they, they don't think it's done well, then fair enough. But... That film came from a well-intentioned place. And the, the sheer level... Of, somebody called it... Mo- I saw some fucking twat. I, I just, I'm going off now. Some fucking twat on Twitter who said it was morally repugnant. Yes, I saw, I saw that. I mean, it is a bit rapey. It's not rapey. It is, that one chap. It's not. It Two things. Oh, no, 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 no. All right, no. Actually, no, Mark. Becky, right. I because you know, Mark, I think we've we've had this out and we we'll talk, but Bex, hmm. that's so this is the thing. So to give some context, the whole it's not actually Steve Trevor's body thing has caused some people to go off. Now, I don't think we even mentioned that last week. We did. Um Oh, did we? Okay, I'm ever so sorry. I I I defer to you on that, Bex. But <laughs> I, I, I mean, was it? Would you call? Would you, would you understand the view of someone calling the film morally repugnant based on that? I mean, no, I'm, I'm just joking for no lines, Marco. Oh because, right, because, because, <laughs> because of twofold things. One, and I think I said this to you here on WhatsApp, is yeah. if you were of a split personality, right, a disputed but a recognised condition, right. Mm-hmm. If one person like, has sex with somebody, the other personality isn't being raped. Right? Yeah, but he hasn't got a split personality, has he? His personality has been smushed Technically, down. he has. No, Technically, he, he has. And, no, he and secondly, secondly, second point, 
right? That is the worst hot take. I've I am heard. putting myself in that position, right? Just because you'd like to get like. Right, right. If that happened, and I, I, I got back in that body, and I'm having a shower, I'm going like that, and I'm going, I'm getting some kind of flashes here about some kind of weird fucking was I was I in Egypt? Um, and I'm going, I'm going, whoa. Did that happen to me? I wouldn't then think, oh my God, Wonder Woman raped me. I'd be thinking, fair enough. I'm all right with that. Also, can I just say to everybody, right, if I turn into Chris Pine, right, everybody is welcome to have as many girls as they want. As long <laughs> as Chris is okay with it, right, as many girls as they want. Because to be honest, if there's a little cynical of me in there that look in that mirror that can control it in some kind of way i'd be going just go for it rap go for it go on I, i'd be fine with it i mean, they, I'd just put it out there it's unlikely to happen but if 2020 is taught us one thing let's not rule anything out so you get possessed by chris pine yeah and so married to me yeah and anyone can fuck you yeah yeah i'm not keen on that I, i'm sorry but them's the rules I, mean, you get I, thought you were gonna say, I thought you were going to say something else then, and I'm really glad you didn't. <laughs> uh, uh, that's what I thought you were going to say. Yes, it's fine. The thing is, right, <laughs> I saw someone else tweeting, this fucking massive thread, about how it was also doubly disgusting because his, his clothing choices had, uh, he thought, uh, they, that, that person thought that... Um, um, he was being coded as gay. Yeah. And it's just right. Okay. Do you actually think that Patty Jenkins or the costume designer was like, right, what we need to do here is infer that the man who Chris Pines took over, uh, who took over, uh, took over the body of was gay. What the fuck is that actually going to bring to anything? I mean, there's, <laughs> there's subtext. But that is like deep in the fucking Earth's core text. It's like it 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 it, it seems to be what Wonder Woman 1984 has done is you know occasionally when you get these film theories that 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 crop up in places and then they get they get bounded around and they go to place to place to place and then eventually they get back to like the director and the director goes no 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 and then people go well he would say that it's like fucking hell it's almost like the the, the, the theories have become their own little urban legends within yeah. the whole fucking thing that is there like people getting pissed off that it was set in egypt part of it why is that i missed that oh because of um because of um it being gal Gadot's religion versus the every muslim country and it being like that it's like <sighs> oh my god just Stop! Stop literally going through everything with a fine-tooth comb of a fucking fun blockbuster that you might not have enjoyed, and trying to make it problematic. I, I, the, the, and this is the thing: it's like when when the big films, are like as hopefully they do, start coming out na- next year. No time to die. I just I fucking wish that the people who are going to have a problem with No Time to Die just don't see it. Please, yeah, for the love of God, just don't see it. I saw a thread of a guy today who had found, I, I, I found an old copy 
of Empire Magazine 1996 <laughs> Top 100 Movies. Yeah, you found that, did you? You just happened to stumble upon it. Oh, open the drawer and there it was, a 24-year-old magazine, right? And they decided to go through all 100 of them and just assess them. And honestly, it was like he was just explaining why each single one was problematic. And I just thought, do you know what? Maybe movies aren't for you. <laughs> yeah. Maybe they just aren't. Maybe they just aren't. And then it started making me think, you know when people bitch and moan that there's nothing available on on Netflix that is before like 2008 that isn't an Adam Sandler movie, right? It started to make me go, do you know why? Do you know why? Because every time they put something on, Somebody puts a trend, a, a thread on, and then somebody puts it on Buzzfeed, and then it becomes a whole thing, and they're just like, Do you know what? Let's just not bother. Let's mm. fucking not bother. Let's it's just fucking bother. These people who aren't gonna like the Adam Sandler films, they don't fucking watch them. They don't. They don't watch them. But with Bond, right? And the thing is, don't get me wrong. Bond has got shitloads of problematic stuff. I try and call it out where I can, and I mean, like, you only live twice is straight up reprehensible in this day and age that film jesus fucking christ specter the last james bond film that was only five five years ago cut like basically had bond like trick a grieving widow into sex even though it turned out she wasn't you know she wasn't really grieving she never really liked him anyway like basically like literally pumps her for information you know so no time to die I'm sure is going to have many aspects that people are not happy with. I mean, the minute, the fucking minute Lashana Lynch is killed, like, and, and that's, I don't know anything, obviously, but I think that's the way that's going. I don't think you have that character survive the film when she's obviously not going to be the next 007. And all you're going to have is people complaining that she's, not gonna she she's not been made the next 007 that character will die or I, or when you have a shot of under armis in her underwear which will happen at some point um you'll get well why didn't we see daniel craig in his underwear in spite the fact that we will probably see him in his underwear three or four times yeah yeah i mean i don't want to know. see daniel craig in his, in his underwear anymore i still do Definitely. i'd like to see what's there um but this is the thing. It's like it is a known film film franchise that some people have problems with. And they will go and hate watch it and see for three hours because apparently it's really fucking long, which for me, sign me up. Thank you very much. Yeah. Um, and then we'll leave and the the hot takes will be all over the fucking shop the guardian will not know what to give it because the reviewer will secretly like it but they won't be allowed to say it's a five-star banger um i you know it, it's god knows there's gonna, some motherfucker is gonna write two thousand words about why jungle cruise is racist <laughs> yep with, with this conversation on, on whatsapp and we're literally saying there will be someone will write 2000 words on well those tribes weren't even indigenous to the jungle one two three
on, hang on. What are y'all laughing at? So Connie got a little lost in it. That's a good thing. Look, I remember one time my dad took me to this jazz club, and that's the last place I wanted to be. But then I see this guy, and he's playing these chords with force on it. And then with a minor, I was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Then he has the inner voices, and it's like he's, it's like he's singing. And I swear the next thing I know, it, it, it's like he floats off the stage. That guy was lost in the music. He was in it, and he took the rest of us with him. That's when I knew I was born to play. Surely directed by a man called Peter Doctor. Uh, and he's written by Mike Jones, Kemp Powers, uh, and Peter Doctor. Uh, stars the vocal talents of Jamie Foxx, Tina Fey, Graham Norton, uh, Rachel House, Questlove, Angela Bassett, uh, Richard Iodi, uh, Alice Braga, uh, uh, Wes Sturdy's in there, uh, Andy Diggs is in there, and a few other people. Uh, yeah, other people, other voices. Of people um what is the story of what is the story of it's the latest pixar a man falls down a drain um it's sort of uh joe gardner uh, who is a middle no, school you're not uh, wrong <laughs> sorry who's <laughs> a, a middle school teacher um but he's like a substitute teacher who gets confronted with the fact that he's going to become a full-time teacher has been offered a full-time teaching occupation and that kind of scares him at the fact that that will be his full-time occupation Man depressed that he's offered a job yeah yeah <laughs> um, relatable when actually you know <laughs> he sees his full-time occupation as a jazz musician um on the same day he's also offered the chance of a lifetime to work as a jazz musician and is high on the life of that falls down a manhole dies and decides no 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 doesn't want that so wants to come back but ends up in the solar sphere um i've made up that word the great before i'm called the solar sphere the solar sphere with all the young souls including soul 22 who sounds an awful lot like tina fair who doesn't want to go down to earth and then hilarity ensues kind of does it though maybe Mm. um ian Soul, what did you think um It's a bit of a mixed bag, really, for me. Um, I think when it's when it's really, really on, I think it's quite something. And animation wise or story wise, animation wise more than anything else. Um, Like, yeah, yeah. Um, And I think, you know, it's it's dealing with some, you know, pretty hefty concepts, you know, Um, but it. It, I don't know. It, it's it's really tricky. I I the, the, we'll get into it, but I, I I feel that the film's message is fumbled and and quite messy. Um, I even think some of the elements of it, as fantastical as they are, I'm not entirely sure they work within the context of the film. Like Joe being able to get back to i mean you know the the way that graham norton's character gets back into the great before joe does that as well and that felt like a well we need to get him back in some sort of way so let's just have this happen 
I, it, it didn't feel that well constructed for me. Um, and yeah, I, I don't know. It feels like one that some people are going absolutely nuts over this, and I, 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 I don't want to denigrate that because I think that if it do, if it does click with you, I could see why it, re- it you know, it really, really would click. Um, and I wish it did for me. And there are moments where I'm like, blimey, like the that the, the whole bit where towards the start where he, I, I think he gets off that escalator thing and then he's almost like 2D and just going through those like rectangles or whatever. Like and with the, the fucking that Trent Reznor and Atticus Ross uh, score as well. It was like, is it, is it all going to be like this? And then no. No, and I understand why, you know, because it's a Pixar film and, you know, it's, you know, for kids. Um, But I wish that it was either more for kids or more for adults and not just like kind of a mishmash of either, which basically makes the film be something that isn't really going to appeal to kids that much at all. Lottie switched off very quickly and I've seen reports of other people's kids like disconnecting with it as well i understand why something like wolf walkers she was in from minute one until the very very end of the film because that film is gorgeous it's got characters she could relate to it's entertaining it's sad it's got all that stuff soul the lead character is a middle-aged man who wants to be a jazz musician It, it just it doesn't feel like rocket science to me. Anyway, what do you guys make of it? Okay. Um, very similar, to be perfectly honest. Um, I, I feel like by trying to make a, a film with, I mean, let, let's be honest, quite adult themes, but that also appeals to kids, they've they've ended up making a film that seems to be made for nobody. It's too adult for children. It's too fucking bright and colourful and stupid in parts for grown-ups. Yep, yep. The scenes that are set in the, um, I don't know, <coughs> solar sphere, um, <coughs> are just plain ugly. Um, you know, the, so, the some of the animation is fantastic, which begs the question, why make that segment so ugly if you can make it look so pretty? The the bit in the jazz scene where she in in the jazz club sorry where she's singing the animation in that is beautiful yeah yeah the computer programmers that made that have done a really good job um but if they can do that why why make such a tatty looking bit that is a large segment of the movie yeah um oh, I was going to say that how old it was. The the ending as well really kind of pissed me off to be honest. Yeah, yeah. You've got you've got a he's essentially he's he's come full circle and realised that he has lived a life and he's had this and he's had this and these have been meaningful moments and just because he didn't become a jazz musician doesn't mean his life is meaningless and he goes and he sacrifices himself to allow twenty two to be born. Ah, uh, but just you fucking go back anyway, whatever. <laughs> what? He just he completely 
shatters the point of the movie. The, 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 but they, basically, they they set it up perfectly. Yeah, they do. By having him as a good teacher. A mentor. All the way through it. And yeah. they, they, they signpost it all the way through that at the end, the perfect bit is that he becomes like a mentor. mentor. Yeah. And then it's like they went... And they got to the, and then it went all the way through. And then the, the 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 last guy who was writing it just hadn't read the rest of it and went. And then he went back to earth and everything was fine. Like, the it, end. It, it, they had they had it ending with him being a mentor and then someone read the script and went, yeah, this is a kids movie, right? Like, if the main character's still dead at the end, that's is that gonna play well? So he went, ah, it's, okay. But it's such a cop out though because. Yeah. He's he does a heroic act. He does a truly selfless act, and it's lovely. The film makes it so clear throughout the entire runtime that what he's wanting to do is basically not going to happen. And then at the end, it's oh, but do you know what? Fuck it. Yeah. I mean that that basically is paraphrasing what that character says to him at the end. Fuck it. Go on then. Off your pop. <laughs> I mean, it's a difficult subject for kids' movies to deal with. It is. But you've got a film like, I know you didn't like it particularly, but you've got a film like Onward that came out earlier this year. That deals better with death and grief and loss and stuff like that. And, yeah, and those kind of themes than this does. And it's good. And it's still child friendly. This is just, this is just nobody's movie. I'm done. Right. Um, it's I, I mentioned this to you when you, you pointed out that this started out life as a short didn't it? I think so yeah, uh, yeah. and then it, it grew um, you've got a really interesting 20 minute short there um, oh, absolutely yeah you've got a really interesting short there if you keep those blue fuckers out of it um, where you don't even need something to die or anything like that you can just have him you, you can just take him from you know, teaching at the school to them ending up at the end of it with being this jazz musician on so with this, what is it? Mm. And have a really nice shot <laughs> that looks um, that looks rich and um, and maybe doesn't play for kids, but you can stick on um, on Disney Plus and you can go, look, here's a Pixar shot and it's Pixar essentially going, look, we wanted to do something a little bit different. Mm. So here's this. You've got that. But what they've trying to do is they're trying to make a go right we want to make a, a film that we, that we think appeals to all the quadrants um and tap into this current obsession that um that hollywood has got with jazz music um yeah. that is is really popular at the moment because everybody likes jazz i i quite like jazz i am not really into jazz but i quite like jazz um but do you know what? Do you know who really doesn't like jazz? Small children. Children don't like jazz, right? They just don't, <laughs> right? Do you know what? Me, Ian, I think even you to an extent there, Becky, and a lot of people love fucking the look of sort of that autumny New York look. Yeah. You know, oh, that, yeah. that bit that lends itself to, 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 to jazz really quite well, yeah. right? Do you, do you know doesn't give a shit about that? Kids don't give a shit. They don't give a shit. They've not even seen When Harry Met Sally, right? <laughs> they do not give a fuck. So why would you then have that story have essentially the protagonist 
be a middle-aged crybaby. <laughs> yeah. The, yeah. Right. Everyone in this movie is whiny as the, well. That is whiny. And then, then, not only that, have his little companion that he has be a whiny middle-aged woman. <laughs> yeah, why not get a kid to do that? Right. And so what you're doing is you're going on a journey with a whiny man and a whiny woman who, who one really wants to be alive because he wants to just do what he wants to do. And it is literally, it is the, the, I can't do exactly what I want to do and people are stopping me having my art and why aren't they appreciating me? This is wrong. I should be allowed to do what I want to do. And it is a tantrum. Essentially, it is a movie that is a tantrum of a middle-aged man. But, Mum, I really want to play jazz. Yeah. Oh, you can do that on a fucking weekend and still have a job so you don't have to live off my fucking money. <laughs> it, it literally is exactly what happened with your fucking dad. Right? Yeah, I was totally on her side. She should have taken the job. Yeah. It is a tantrum of a movie. Not only that, what they decide to do is they decide to have part of it set um literally part of it set in you know that episode of the simpsons where bart sets sells his soul mm-hmm. and then when they're having the he has the soul dream where everyone else has got a partner because they're going on a trip with their soul yeah that looks remarkably like the solar sphere it's that weird fucking colory shit who looked at that and went yeah that's all right when in comparison to, like, like you say, the, the, the fucking ladder that's going up and then the weird fucking rectangular shape thing, stuff like that, that kind of look pretty fucking cool. You're like, and oh, then the, going to be some kind of, like, Fantasia yeah, kind of and, and that, and they went, no, here you go, fucking pastel colours, there you go. Couldn't be asked to draw these characters, so they're just squiggles. Yep. Oh, and what's the message of this movie? This message of this movie is, right, no matter what, all... All of your likes and dislikes are pre-programmed by weird fucking things. Also, give up on your dreams. Yeah. It, I don't know how to respond to that either, Siri. <laughs> right? I, I, the more I think about this movie, the more it annoys me. Mm, yeah, same. Right? They don't even stick the landing like you guys said at all. Mm. They let this whiny bitch go back out with the is it? The thing is, He'd come, he'd come to a point where he wasn't really a whiny bitch anymore. How can you stay and do something good? Because you know, two days fucking later, back to being a whiny little biatch. Yeah, trying to play fucking jazz. And not only that, it literally it points him out at one point that, that he is self-absorbed. Yeah. When he goes to have his hair cut. Yeah. He's yeah. like, oh, I didn't know all these things about you. Yeah, because all you do is come in and just fucking talk to me about fucking jazz. I don't even like jazz that fucking much. Mm. It's like, he just doesn't give a shit about anybody but himself. And you know you're just going to go straight back to that. It, it has been. It's been one of those movies that I watched and I was like, mm, I'm liking bits of it. But then the more and more it sat on me, the more and more I'm like, do you know what? It, it, I, I don't get it. People seem to love it. Great. Fine. But it's another one of those where I'm like, but why? Mm. And as well, I don't even think that the the the, the, the morals and the, the reaches that they're making are that out there. No. I think Pixar do this a lot. I think a lot of, um, what's it, uh, children's movies do this and go for these these kind of weighty subjects. Weighty subjects. I don't even think this is that weighty that much. You no. know, 
Pixar done weightier than this before and gotten away with it and made it land. It's just, there's an element of, I think with Pixar is, do they need a few years off? Yeah. Because they've been racking out, what, a couple of years now? Well, well. Well, I mean, you've got that. You've got that one coming out next year that's uh, kind of sounds accidentally like Call Me By Your Name. <laughs> and it's like, I'm sure kids are going to fucking love that. Coming back, be- Peach! Yeah. They'll <laughs> scream. A Peach that will have a face that will go, oh, hi, hi, wait, whoa, no, no, no! <laughs> no, no, it will go, yes, yes, yes! <laughs> I mean, the peach will have to consent, because if not, that's peach rape. Oh, that's true, actually, yeah. <laughs> so, so, so in mine, <laughs> I've written an NC-17 <laughs> Pixar movie. Ian's is fine. <laughs> I, yeah, I, it, it just... As you guys say, I mean, it feels like... It kind of just feels like a film designed for film critics... It is. It's not more than anything else. It, it is. It, it's. It, it literally is a film written and made by people who have never met a child mm. that but, isn't their nephew or niece. But, I mean, that but, when they come round, they try and get them into jazz. But it's like Inside Out was Pete Doctor's last film, and I, uh, you know, that <laughs> film remembered to have characters in it be funny consistently. You know, and it it had some, and you know, the 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 kid in it was a kid, and then it was the emotions of a kid interacting. And you know, I'm not saying that Pixar can't push themselves, but if Pixar are going to push themselves, go be more adult. You know, um, if, if you want to put, if Pixar wants to make a movie, and I'm all for this this, this idea, if Pixar wants to make a movie, right? that is not implicate. It's just an animation movie, but they don't want to go, they don't want to have it explicitly be for adults. So they don't want it to have any adult contact, um, conduct in it or anything like that. So no hentai. So yeah, no technical part. Okay. Um, you know, they, they don't have to do that. They don't have to go or hog. They can make a PG movie that is primarily, do you know what? This isn't a kid's one. This is for, what is it? People do it. Yeah. But then, then do that. Mm. Don't halfway house it. And like you said, Bex, have it work for neither. Have it work for neither, mm. or have it work for people who don't have kids. Mm. Oh, I can't wait to show my kid that. Yeah, your kid will, your kid will be bored shitless. <laughs> you know, you're gonna have to accept the fact that. it's people who think that they can mould their kid into little versions of them that will like things like that. They say, no, that isn't how it works. Oh, yeah, believe me, I am a fucking text, like the the case example for how that doesn't work. You know, I I didn't try to force films down Lottie's throat, you know, and she'll she'll sit in a cinema and watch a film, but nah, no major interest in them whatsoever you know like she she likes her video games and she likes her crafts you know and fair fucking play i'm not i'm not gonna i'm not gonna push her you know i we've kind of stopped saying do you want to watch this with us lots because we assume she's not going to want to and that's fine but the thing is she might in 10 years time she might find it herself yeah yeah and it's that thing you know 
we watched an awful lot of um, gamely stuff with Isabel when she was younger. Mm. Um, because what we're into and, and things like that. And I think we almost tried to gear her towards certain things um, in, in an element, I, I, to an extent, I think. But then there's a point where you have to go, do you know what? No, because they develop their own personalities and they'll start liking things that they like. And that's the fucking whole point. Mm. Uh, it, this the bit, one it, thing that I've managed to make rub off on her is she loves horror movies. Yeah. No, I mean, that's, that's cool. I mean, the, 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 the thing is with lots, I mean, it's you can't that girl. You can't you can't force these things on her because she'll just switch off. But, if you know, with Wolf Walkers, like, I stuck the screener on. And about five, ten minutes in, she was like, Daddy, what are you watching? And I was like, oh, it's a, a, a film about blah, blah, blah. And then she just started watching it. But if I asked her, hey, Lots, do you want to watch this film with me? She would have said no. And to be honest, I think she just probably would have switched off straight away. So that's the thing. I, I think it's interesting, Mark, that you said, like, like she may well come to it. Because that seems to be what she does with these individual films. You know, yeah. and with, with Soul... You know, we said we were going to stick it on, but didn't necessarily make a point of it. And, you know, she 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 was into it for like maybe the first 10, 15 minutes. And then when the body swap bit happened, she kind of like started watching it again. But everything else around it, just nah, not interested whatsoever. And my kid is just a typical now seven year old. You know, it, it just it's. Yeah, I like I say, I if people get something out of this film, then absolutely fair enough. But it is easy to see why Disney were like, yeah, we'll just put this on Disney Plus. Yeah, I'm very much like that in the sense that um, if we're kind of getting close to wrapping up, I think this film's definitely not shit because it's definitely not shit. Yeah, 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 same. Um, but it's it, it's a very it's it, it, it's a three out of five for me, which is definitely not shit. Because I don't think it's shit. But I also... It, if slash when this wins the Academy Award for Best Picture, for Best Animated Feature... Oh, God. Right. Yeah. I, I haven't seen Wolf War because you have, I think, you're, you're talk about it later on, and everyone else has. It, it, I, I struggle with animation, is, is the truth. It, it's not something I have to be very much in the, in the frame of mind for. And if I'm not in the frame of mind for this, I won't watch it because I'll probably judge it unfairly. I was very in the tank for Soul. Um, and when it wins that and people will talk about its, you know, its lofty ambitions and its reaching for what is it like that, I'll still be there going, is it that? Is it that? Because it just feels like it's ground that's been trod a lot. Mm. You know, I will, I will admit that the inside out is it called? Yeah. Yeah. Um. That that that's fucking um. That's lot. That's ambitious. That was going for things. Mm. And I found that really interesting. I I struggle with Pixar at, at, at the best of times. Um. I still think the the probably the best two Pixar movies are the original Toy Story because it, it was the groundwork. And I still think A Bug's Life is fucking great because it's partially based on the Magnificent Seven. Um. <laughs> And yeah, so that's kind of that. That's where I am with it. But I, I did, I did struggle with it to be honest. And I have no interest in watching, like, Coco. Even though you say it's brilliant, I just, I, I don't care. Mm. Um, to 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 use a Morrisseyism, 
and we know Morris is a bad egg, but yeah, let's resume Morris him. It speaks nothing to me about my life. No. Um, what are you about to say to me? No, no. That's right. So yeah, I, 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 but I'm definitely not shit on it. And if people got from it, brilliant. Just not for me. And I really did think this one might be for me. Yeah, it's a, it's a touching cloth from me. Yeah. Yeah, it's too much of it's not good. There's flashes where it's good. And again, that's that's animation, which, I mean, it's not even really animation, but it's the animation of it <laughs> that is good, not the story. And if the film doesn't have a story, it's not a good film for me. Where are you, Ian? Uh, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm definitely not shit, um, but it, it's it's definitely a contender for most disappointing. Mm. Like, it, like I say, I like this. when we saw it, if we'd have seen it in the session, when we when we'd have seen it at the cinema, mm. uh, I think it's the best correct parlance uh, there. When we'd have seen it at the cinema, I think I would have more often been going. <sighs> uh, well, then it's not definitely not shit, then, is it? But I don't think it's a shit movie. I don't think it is. I just don't think I, 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 I don't think the movie knows what it is enough to be shit. I mean, I, I just I adore Inside Out. I think that film is a hell of a thing. Um, and Soul's obviously trying to build on those kinds of con- kinds of concepts, but uh, push it more ethereal and um yeah i just like you say i mean somebody was saying earlier on about like 22 like why is it voiced by tina fey and i mean like they do try and say oh it's because it's a voice you find annoying but i don't know man have it voiced as a kid because kids kids objectively annoying but no but i mean kids like seeing kids chew adults out like those exact lines delivered by a kid Kids would probably find quite funny because it's a kid saying them to yeah. an, a to a grown up. Also, look, I think both of you covered this. The how um, what's it? Graham Norton's gang get into it is just that. That if we're going to criticise Wonder Woman nineteen eighty four for lazy writing, oh my god! Like, I didn't. I didn't actually hate that bit. The the oh. When you're in the zone, this is where you are, kind of thing. I, I didn't actually hate that concept, but the fact that like you you're in the zone and then oh no they meditate. They don't meditate they? to get there, yeah. See, he I, doesn't. He just plays just, the piano and gets in the zone. And gets dragged out by him, yeah. It just feels a little bit. Yeah. It felt a little bit easy. And I, I mean, just the fact is, isn't that when he's playing with the the the, the, the jazz singer? Or is that a different moment? No, it's forgive me. No, it's uh, he's at home, he's isn't he? He's playing. Home, yeah. But it's like he's playing with the aim of getting back there. And yeah. if you're aiming to if you're aiming to do something else, how are you getting in the zone? It's like jerking off. It's like you're not going to come if you're thinking about what you got. Uh, you know, uh, doing the washing up. No, that, yeah, it, it's that. It, it At least I don't think you are. If you are, then you, you do you. But yeah, that's a, <laughs> it's a specific fetish. But then again, I think that you, you'd you be thinking about something else to put yourself off. Um, but yeah, it, it's. I don't know. That I just. So it doesn't sit right with it, with me. The whole thing. Our audience pop, definitely shit 92%, and touching cloth 8%. So clearly, you're an arsehole, Becky. 
clearly. Oh, I, yeah, that'll be me. You, you touched it. You, you, you voted. Yeah, I, I was so angry. Oh, well, you saw it was 100% and went, fuck you. No, no, it's the movie. It's the movie. <laughs> because I wanted to like this. Like, I don't, I don't want to be a Pixar hater. I don't. But and you know and the, the, what 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 are the last couple of movies, Ian? Because you'll know this better than me. Onward. Uh, so onwards and God, what was last year? Was it Inside Out? That was before. Yeah, Inside Out was like 2015. Um, was it that long ago? Jesus. Yeah. yeah it's been, it's been a Toy Story Four. Fucking hell. Toy Story Four last year. Oh fuck that shit. But I liked Onward. I liked Coco. I liked uh, Inside Out. And I wanted to like this. Coco! Coco is doing really similar story things. No, no, no. Coco is doing really similar story things to the Book of Life that Pixar <laughs> ripped off. I, 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 but you really like both of those. They I do. Release... Book of Life is, is, is far superior. It's actually got Diego Luna's voice in it, though. I mean, it does help. And Ron Perlman. But no, no, think, right, no. So think, hang on, think about it. Coco, right? It's about a kid. Music's his life. He dies. He's in the afterlife. And then he, you know, I, I don't know. It, it, it just. And he's trying to get back, yeah. And he's trying to get back. I, yeah, I mean, yeah, I don't know. That's a bit okay then. That's uh, interesting. He's ripped themselves off. Kind of, to be honest. Um, yeah, yeah. Like I say, really disappointing is Co- is uh, not Coco. Coco's great. Um, yeah, disappointing is Soul. Um, I mean, it looked nice and was in 4K. But again, it's one of those ones that if I saw that on a big screen with big sound, I'd probably feel more kindly towards it. Do you reckon? Maybe. Who's to say? <laughs> I mean, I fucking love Wonder Woman 1984, and apparently I'm a fucking idiot for that. <laughs> like, who knows? <laughs> oh, dear. Yeah. I don't know. I don't, I, I don't feel like that's one that would gain what? from being on the big screen, to be honest. What? Uh, what's it, Sol? Right. Uh, no, I, 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 I don't. I think the, the some visuals wouldn't, some wouldn't. Hey guys, Noel here. I just wanted to interrupt this movie podcast to tell you about another movie podcast you might want to add to your list. Every week, the newly rebooted Film Ramp podcast brings you a couple of casual reviews of whatever I've been watching and a little bit of chat about our beloved world of cinema. Sometimes new films, sometimes old films, very often both, but always just a little outside of the bigger mainstream release schedule. And in each episode, I also break down one item from the film news pages to offer my own thoughts and opinions in a section called Listen Up Hollywood. So, if you fancy a new, light and breezy film podcast on your listening schedule, why not give the all-new Film Ramp podcast a go? Just visit wearepodsyndicate.com or search The Film Ramp Podcast on your favourite podcast app or provider. a craft beer junkie do you eagerly anticipate the freshest ipa release from your local craft brewer do you check in every beer you've ever had on untapped do you know the difference between a belgian triple and a berliner weisse then do we have a podcast for you what's untapped podcast gives you beer reviews interviews with brewers behind the scenes access to beer festivals games and more whether you're a craft beer junkie or new to the world of craft brewing what's untapped podcast is something for you 
Check us out online, iTunes, Spotify, YouTube, and now we are podsyndicate.com. And as always, keep drinking, you dum-dums. Um, Ian, what have you been watching, bud? I'm watching the dog decide whether she wants to leave the bloody room or not. Dog, what are we doing, girl? Keats. Right, staying in here with me, are you? All right, then fine. He's not getting those bloody bones, I tell you. Uh, right, okay. Uh, only a few. Um, you know, Christmas, Lottie's birthday, quite a lot going on. Um, we talk about we talked about Scrooge last week, but uh, did that. It was interesting as well because Donna swore blind she'd seen Scrooge before, but as soon as she saw the night the reindeer died, she was like, "Do you know what? I don't think I have seen this. I think I would have remembered it." And it's like, yeah, that that's the thing about Scrooge. You will know if you've seen Scrooge or not because Scrooge is Scrooge. Um, like I I just super fucking funny weird bloody bit of work um but I, yeah i really really like it i'm sure it doesn't work I, i'm sure it doesn't work on like teens and whatnot today and again they're not fucking idiots for not liking it it was just a, like a different time um but yeah oh that's that's actually that's really heartening okay that's 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 good i just you know that extended bit where he's doing the richard burton impression it's just like i, I don't know who the, what, who the fuck's gonna really understand what's going on here i also like the uh when he uh chucks the water on the way waiter and he was like i'm sorry i thought he was richard Pryor. you know it's 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 such a specific of that era joke um and it's weird sorry go on Isabel's proof of the fact that you can watch it and those in-jokes, they're great if you get them but it doesn't damage the film if you don't No, 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 absolutely It's just so interesting that it's like a retelling of A Christmas Carol but with super fucking specific pop culture references (laughs) Uh, but yeah yeah, a great deal of fun and also as well, I mean I think think Bill Murray works as well, you know, by the end of it he, he hasn't like, he hasn't lost his edge um, you know, he's he's still a bit he's still a bit cheeky, um, but he just kind of realised that hey, peop- other people are all right, aren't they? You know, it, it's I yeah, I I I really I've I've got a lot of time for screws. Right now, dog, you've just made a noise. Like father, you're ignoring me. Right, if I open the door now, you actually gonna walk out of here? No, you're not. So what do you want? What do you want? I can't help you if you don't tell me what you want, dog. All right, sorry about that. Um, what have we got next? Elf. We watched Elf because, of course, we watched Elf. We love Elf. Elf is good. Don't have much more to say about Elf. Um, yeah, Elf. Um, and The Muppet Christmas Carol. Uh, yeah, got that watching. We'll say 4K Dolby Vision on Disney+. Plus. Lovely job. That is the best I have ever seen Muppet Christmas Carol look. I was really, really pleased with that transfer. Um, and it's fucking brilliant. Those the, the Paul Williams songs are great. Michael Caine just playing Scrooge completely straight is a really, really smart decision. Because, um, I mean, that, that was the whole thing that um, Caine um, like, basically insisted he would only do it if he played Scrooge straight. And yeah. it's like you watch the film and yeah, one that's 100% right. He does. He really does. Um, and yeah, it, it, you know, it's, 
I like the way it handholds kids, but then with the uh, the ghost of Christmas yet to come, Gonzo and Rizzo are like, nah, fuck this. We'll see you at the end. You know, <laughs> I, I just leave, like I, I like that slight level of threat there. You know, it's um it, it, it it's it's well done. Um, I mean, yeah, it's just it's a classic and it works very well and it it looks brilliant as well. Yeah, a big fan of Muppet Christmas Carol. And um, yeah, I think that's it for uh, for me this week. I've like as I was saying in the Patreon section, spent quite a bit of time playing Doom Eternal. Been playing the first Halo uh, because it's a bit more suitable in front of Lottie. A bit more suitable. He's still shooting aliens and stuff, but um, you know, it's all right. Um, and yeah, I think that's it. I'm trying to remember. No, we didn't didn't watch anything on Christmas Day. I had a crate of Heineken on Christmas Day, and as soon as I finished the last one, it was like, right, that's me, I'm off to bed. <laughs> <laughs> like, literally, you went, right, I've completed today, I'm off to bed now. <laughs> no, it was, it was literally that. It was like, if I stay up and have one other drink of something else, that's going to be... That's lie. Yeah, that's going to be a tipping point um so that, that was it i finished that heineken i was like right i have literally drunk a crate of heineken today i'm good thank you so, yeah. solo shall i rattle through the ones that i've watched in my own? yeah you watch you you, you rattle through your solos you, 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 you may okay not too fucking long all right <laughs> okay so uh so the first one i watched on my own was batman returns because it's a christmas film it just is um it's really fucking good is batman return it's really good yeah it? it is i'm not i'm not a big tim burton fan did you anymore. just say it's really fucking good is batman returning no it's batman returns i think you just said it's batman returning which i like as a as a title for that film i'll go with that then batman um, returning i'm not not a big tim burton fan anymore i think everything's too fucking candy sickly looking but he, he had a few there that were really good um and this was one of them um michelle pfeiffer is fantastic michael keaton is is fantastic as batman um what's his face what's his name cobblepot danny devito is he's, he's really good and and christopher walken to say that he's not like one of the creepy characters is really fucking menacing um I absolutely loved it. I've not watched it in a few years. Um, I think it'll probably be going into regular Christmas rotation. <laughs> um, I also watched on my, well, on my own slash with Isabel. Uh, I watched Scrooged as well on Christmas Day. Maybe Christmas Day. No, Christmas Day. Um, yeah. Echo your sentiments on that one. It's, it's, it's a really sort of, high standard of filmmaking is that it's it, it, it just it feels so Christmassy but it's not like um it's not like saccharine it's got a bit of bite to it I like that um about it I also watched finally got around to wolf walkers nice. um which is just beautiful it's mm-hmm. it's a stunning piece of work it's I would say for me, it's it's not quite as good as Secret of Kells, but it's better than Song of the Sea, because um, that's the they're the folklore ones, aren't they? That the, the the trilogy of folklore ones that they've done. Um, 
and the, the, the story's just not quite as rich for me as Secret of Kells, and it's not quite as pretty. Um, things like the um, the little girl Wolfwalker saying stuff like smell you later just kind of pulled me a little bit out of the, the tone and the look of the film. Juxtapose with that, just it jarred a bit. Um, but yeah, I mean, that's a really small complaint. Um, really, really loved it, to be fair. Um, I watched In Bruges because clearly after all that Christmassy animated... That's better Christmas. It is a little bit better Christmas. Yeah. Um, yeah, I just needed some swearing and violence, so In Bruges. Um, it's really, really funny. I'd forgotten how funny it is. I haven't watched it in a long, long time. The last time I watched it, I was in a bad mood about three, four years ago, and I didn't like it. But I think it's because I was just in a bad mood. It's just really, really funny. Yeah, and Bruges is cracking. What's the, what's the line? Yeah, <laughs> and they're arguing about whether whether a empty-handed assailant could be classed as like as a, as attacking unit would count as um, self-defense. And but you know your bare hands can be a lethal weapon if you if you know karate. And then <laughs> just like asking people throughout the film if they know karate. <laughs> Oh, cracked me up that bit. Uh, I watched Inside Out. Um, kind of wanted a Pixar palette under, so that's why I went with Inside Out. Um, yeah. it it's really good and it's it's really quite moving. Um, you know you've got you've you've got a lot of the film is like this film does what Soul tries to do, but well. So you've got the colourful sort of bit. For, for like the younger kids and then you've got you've seen the effects of that on the actual Riley so the bit where she sort of where um, Joy finally lets Sadness have a go at the console and, um, and and Riley kind of breaks down to her parents about like missing home and all this kind of stuff it's like it, it's really sad and you can, you know you can really kind of feel for her and uh, They've done it well there, um, which I, I think makes Soul all the more disappointing because they can do it. Uh, but, uh, I also watched The Man from Uncle because Mark refuses to watch it again with me. I don't refuse to watch it. It's just I've seen it enough times recently that I don't need to watch it again. Which film is that, sorry? The Man from Uncle. Oh, oh, OK. Yeah. I mean, to be fair, he has seen it a lot. <laughs> They they riff off each other so well um, in that film, and Alicia Vikander's great in it as well. So, and there's some good outfits. So yay on Man from Uncle. And then I watched oh, District man. Nine. Um, because I was reading an article about films that should have had sequels that didn't, and Man from Uncle was in there, and Misery was in there as well. Uh, no, District Nine was in there as well. Um. There's a lot to unpack with District Nine, and I, I think you, obviously you you guys will have reviewed it on the on the show at the time. But it's it's dealing with some fairly kind of well not fairly very weighty messages and stuff. And you know when you look at it and and look at how they treat the the prawns and just shooting them without even thinking about it, and and it's based off of an actual it's paraphrased from a, a real event, isn't it? Um, not with prawns, with people. Oh. 
Jesus um, fucking Christ, that shit, how did I miss that? <laughs> One thing I did think while I was watching though, what the fuck's happened to Charlotte O'Copley? He's probably been like 35. That's a good point. He he seems to have been like huge and then just gone. You find out. And then the last film I watched on my own was Misery, which I sent you a little video of the bit where she breaks his ankle, didn't I? Why did you watch it by yourself? Misery loves company. (laughs) (laughs) High five. Yeah, so well, Mark's back at work, isn't he? And so I have to fill my fucking days with something. Um, so yeah, I watched Misery. It's it, it's a lot better than I remember it being, to be perfectly honest. It, I, I remember it being good, but the the tension in that film is you, you're constantly there, just like panicking for him. Like when he when he gets out of his room and he goes exploring the house, and you know she's coming back from the store, but he doesn't know that she's coming back from the store, and, and he's just bipping around in his wheelchair looking at stuff and saying, no, get back to your fucking room, get back to your room. She's terrifying and Misery is very good. And then that's it for me on my own. Cool. Right, we've got a few that we've we watched, co-watched, didn't we? There's a lot of Christmas films in there. Yeah, there's a lot of Christmas films <laughs> here. So we did our watch our annual uh, December 23rd uh, takeaway watch of Krampus, didn't we? We did. Nice. We had, what did we have to eat? We had... A uh, vegan takeaway, didn't we? We did. I had, a, I had a vegan donner meat and chicken shawarma kebab. Yep. Uh, I, I had uh, chicken and uh, tater tots. You did? Uh, yeah, uh, it was very nice. Uh, Krampus is great. Yeah, it really is. Every 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 year we watch it, I like it a bit more. Yeah, you, you realise how, how, how fun it is and how it, it has a bit of a message, doesn't try and ramp it home, but... It, it manages to still be quite like scary and freaky and creepy, mm. whilst also being a sweet Christmas movie at the same time. Yeah, you know, and it's it's like a cautionary tale, a horror movie, a fun Christmas comedy, and like a heartwarming Christmas movie all yeah, at the same time. All at the same time, it, it, it gets that that Gremlins energy, but with a bit more bite to it than, mm. than Gremlins because Gremlins the type of movie it is. Um, Got the Christmas vacation vibe. And it has a Christmas vacation vibe in that as well. Yeah, uh, very good. Um, watched uh, Jingle All The Way, like I always do on Christmas Eve. Christmas Eve morning. Uh, Christmas Eve morning. Watched Jingle All The Way with my breakfast. Um, I, 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 I genuinely really like Jingle All The Way. I think it's a really a fun, stupid movie that actually is... The fact that you've got a, you've got an entire film that essentially is about people not being able to buy a Buzz Lightyear toy the previous year <laughs> yeah. is kind of brilliant, but is doing an awful lot of very good sort of satire within it. Um, back really... when satire actually existed and it wasn't just, you know, the news. Yeah. But I, I was reading something that said that this wasn't actually based off the Buzz Lightyear toy. It was based off something like Cabbage Patch Kids. It was it was an amalgamation. Am- an yeah. amalgamation. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I still find it an awful lot of fun. Um, Tata Turtle Man is a very good line. Yeah, Tata Turtle Man is a very good line. Yeah. Um, the uh, every year Sinbad getting having these little meltdowns is always fun. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, I, I very much, very much enjoy it. Um, we did our yearly watch of uh, It's a Wonderful Life, didn't we? We did. Um, looks incredible in 4K. 
Nice. Uh, that really does look fucking incredible in 4K. The first time I watched this movie was a literally like a fucking a, a really bad VHS copy, and then to now be sat watching it in 4K is kind of amazing. I love it so much. And it just shows a testament of, of, of how that movie has, has grown over the years into being what it is. Um, Look, I watch it without crying at the end. Yeah. Um, we also watched Home Alone, didn't we, on Christmas morning? <laughs> While we opened our presents. Um, I mean, we've still got a fair few to go with this. Yeah, so Home Alone's Home Alone. Yeah. We also, again, rewatched Christmas Vacation because why yeah. not? We talked about that a couple of weeks ago. So. Uh, we rewatched uh, the night before Christmas, not the night before, the night before Christmas, the uh, Tom and Jerry uh, Christmas movie, because <laughs> it's <is>. fucking brilliant. <laughs> uh, and then we're moving into the we're moving we're moving into the the kind of the the, 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 the post Christmas movies, but a couple of them are set at Christmas. So we watched Turbulence. Yes. Um. I said I rewatched Turbulence. This is your first watch, wasn't it, Becky? It was. Yeah, I am. I am one of the people in the world that has rewatched Turbulence. Um, <laughs> have you ever seen Turbulence? Can't say I have, but I, I know how you feel about it. The Turbulence <laughs> is uh, stars really Otter, uh, Lauren uh, Holly, and some other people um, who you may recognise from other things, but they're not important. Um, it's basically. It, it, it's it's it kind of builds itself as being die hard in the air, but it's not die hard in the air. No. Really, uh, plays a um, a prisoner who's been transported. Um, also, who's got Brendan Gleeson there, haven't you as well? You do. Uh, who's been uh, really has been has been transported from uh, one place to another via plane on Christmas Eve. Lauren Holly is one of the um, flight attendants. He escaped from death row, didn't he? And then he's been rearrested. He's so been rearrested, yeah. Um, and he's still pleading his innocence um, and stating that he was set up. You find out quite early in the movie that he actually kind of was set up, that the evidence was planted on him. So you start sort of going, oh. Is he going to be Connor? Then is he a fucking wronger? Is he a wronger? No, establishes very quickly he's a wronger. <laughs> I mean, to be fair, it's played by Ray Liotta. Yeah. So. But what you get essentially is really Otter on a plane where Lauren Holly, both the pilots are dead, by the way, by this point. Um, and really Otter is wanting to crash the plane. Lauren Holly is trying to not crash the plane. And it's a lot of really Otter running around the plane laughing manically <laughs> <laughs> as everything's going wrong. Um, as he's still trying to charm Lauren Holly, even though she now knows he's a wrong one. Mm, mm, but he's still trying to do it, and then he's just laughing a lot in classic, really odd ways. He's quite terrifying. He is, but it, it's it's joyous yeah, at points yeah. in how much he's kind of running around just going <laughs> at people. It's yeah, it's a lot of fun. It's it's a big dumb stupid action movie. That actually still looks pretty fucking good, to be honest. Mm. Um, yeah, I, I still really fucking enjoy it. Um, so following the Christmas movies that are set at Christmas, but are more like kind of action thrillers, 
Who suggested watching this, Becky? I suggested watching this. You suggested watching this. I would like to back this on record that I didn't suggest watching this. Becky did. What movie is it? We watched, well, we watched all four Lethal Weapon movies. We did watch all four Lethal Weapon movies. Yeah. yeah, it's been a good good, good little ride, hasn't it? It has, yeah. Um, Lethal Weapon is, is I, I, I will go on record as saying this, and I genuinely believe this, is a fucking masterpiece. <laughs> it's got some weird energy going on as Lethal Weapon, the first one. So, do, right, now... And what this covers for all of them, so we'll kind of cover them in little pockets of covering what's great about different ones and what might not be great about about them. Nothing, by the way. Um, but an online theme that starts very much in this one, um, they're all directed by uh, Rich Donner, um, but only the, the first one's written by Shane Black, and then he wrote the story for the second one, but not the screenplay. Uh, and then going forward, he... Well, you know, less and less going forward. Mm-hmm. Um, but the, and I would like to add, I'll caveat this. I'm aware that Mel Gibson is problematic. Yeah. I am aware of that. But he's also fucking really charismatic in these movies. He is, yeah. But what makes it is the fact that you've got these, these two kind of like they they don't go for fully opposite a trap kind no. of thing. They don't. They're not polar opposites. They're actually kind of vaguely similar, and where you get from it is you've got the the broken man thing of Mel Gibson, who is broken by the shit he's done and the fact that his wife's died and the fact that he just feels like he can't have happiness. And you've got that thrown at, um, at Danny Glover's character, who is a you know he's a together family man who is very good at his job. But sees that Mel Gibson's character that rings is actually very good at what he does. Hmm. But he's also broken by not the job, but by the war and losing his wife. And it's the you've got the crazy energy and the brokenness of Mel Gibson playing that really, really well. Hmm. But you've got the the sheer and this is a performance thing and a writing thing, but I think as much of it is a performance thing from from Danny Glover. You've got the sheer level of just humanity that he brings to it mm. in the fact that he very quickly sees this guy as right. This guy doesn't need someone. This guy needs an arm around him. He needs to, he, he needs to be brought back off the fucking ledge. Um, and it's like that could have been fucking me. I was I was there doing the things that he did. Well, the roles do kind of reverse, don't they? In, yeah, in, in, by, in number three, yeah. yeah. But it's the it's the eyes pull off the edge and just the... There's a wonderful... Moment. I've spoken about it before, but fuck it, I'm going to speak about it again because it's my podcast. Um, in the, the end bit where he has the fight with Gary Busey, it makes no sense to have a fight with Gary Busey, but do you know what? It's the 80s and it's an action movie, so just let him have a fight with Gary Busey, all right? Um, and when people go, oh, the police won't be allowed to do that, would they? It's like, Really? The American police, I think they might, actually. You know what? I think they might. Um, but there's a moment where he's he's kicked the shit out of Gary Busey and he's done all that bit. And it's fucking raining. It's Christmas and it's, there's all fucking shit going on. And you've got Gibson just kind of falls in Danny Glover's arms. Yeah. And it, it's there's that bit of it. There's never... Is that in like that's in like the brain finally looking bit, isn't it? And then they've got the, the, they've got the bit in number two in oh, the um in the yeah essentially the the, the hold of the um, cargo ship yeah. yeah 
you've got that where they're, they're together and it's just you've got that camaraderie that, that runs through them all and then band number two you throw joe pesci into it <laughs> okay, okay okay uh who's just brilliant and then uh number three i i i, I had an injury didn't i becky pesci shoulder which we're calling pesci shoulder mm-hmm. we are indeed yeah so i injured myself listeners um <laughs> and i'm calling it pesci shoulder it's it's going to be in the medical journal <laughs> I don't think it is though. It is. I'm gonna get it in a medical journal. I laughed so hard at a surprise laugh at a Joe Pesci <laughs> moment that I have done damage to my right to my left shoulder. Now my shoulders aren't in great nick anyway, let's be honest. I mean you could say that about pretty much any part of it. I'm kind of a bit of a wreck, yes. Um I think when I said I could do the MOT, what did you say, Becky? I said you needed a full or the whole service. Yes. Uh, you say I think you, your exact words were you'd fail. <laughs> you would fail. Uh, you're not you're not quite at scrapping yet though. No. But yeah, I got I got what what like I'm saying now is called Pesci shoulder, and it's just there's a great moment in number three where Joe Pesci is having a complete meltdown at the fact that they shot his tires out and he's trying to get the attention of one of the fellow police officers, and then when she turns around to see what it is that's wrong with him. He starts trying to sell her a house. <laughs> <laughs> you own your own home. <laughs> it's just wonderful. Um, I really enjoyed the rewatch of these movies. Yeah. They're fantastic. Number one, number two are the, are the standouts. Number three goes for more comedy. And number four is, is, is confidently trying to wrap things up for these characters mm-hmm. in essentially taking them and going, do you know what? They're going to be fine going forward. They're... they're their friendship is beyond just they work together mm. uh, which is is something that number three covers uh where again he's retiring and you get Riggs saying you know what, you know you're not just retiring you you're retiring us you know i have three wonderful kids and they're yours you know your wife does my washing your i eat all your food what happens to me and it's the journey you go on these characters I think is is really is yeah. something. Um and the They're making a fifth, aren't they? I, I the parliament hopes they do, mm. but it has nothing to do with like I don't want to see a shonky action movie where you've got Danny Glover literally being too old for this shit mm. and Mel Gibson also being too old for that shit. <laughs> yeah. Um which I think they deal with quite well in number four. That 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 they are now too old for this shit. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, but if it's just a them being, you know, fucking Danny Glover being a great grandparent and Mel Gibson <laughs> becoming a grandparent and just two retired cops dealing with that, and Joe Pesci won't be in it. What if it? What if it's about they're both retired and they set up a private detective agency? Watch that. That'd be great. I, I don't want to see that. I, I, I would just, I would just enjoy a hangout movie. I mean, it's not what it's going to be, is it? No, it won't. They'll try and get Jai Courtney in it um, at some point. <laughs> and I have nothing against Jai Courtney, but he will get cast in it. Mm. Um, and it, it won't make sense, and it'll just be sad. And <laughs> if, and if, Richard, if and, and if Richard Donner isn't doing it, there's no point. And Richard Donner hasn't made a movie for 14 years, and he's in his 90s, I think. There you go. Um, his last movie was 16 Blocks. Yeah. That's a good movie. Yeah. Yeah. 
so yeah, lethal, the Lethal Weapon series. If you, I get yes, if people are going, yeah, but Mel Gibson, man. Fine. Fair enough. But he's really charismatic throughout all of them, and especially number one. Yeah. That is my TED Talk on the Lethal Weapon films. <laughs> nice. No, I enjoyed that. Um, yeah, fuck it, they're great. I fucking love Lethal Weapon. Gary Busey, as a character called uh, Mr. Joshua. Of course he's called Mr. Joshua. I also enjoyed the Lethal Weapon movies. Sorry, Just Becky. To get that in there. Go on. No, 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 it's fine. I, did, I didn't mean to railroad you there. <laughs> but I have a special love for these movies. Also, a scene I didn't talk about. One of, I think, one of, I, I genuinely think cinema's best moments in my probably my top 20 moments in cinema <laughs> is in the first one and it's when they're at the gun range mm. uh, and they're just just shooting at the targets and it's like that and then you've got he's pressing the button for the target to go further along and he's just whistling and looking at him and it's just it's so simple mm. but it's so well played by both actors it's so well shot by Richard Donner that it just you just go oh holy fuck yeah that is it's just it's so entertaining, but makes so much sense and tells so much story. Yeah. And builds their relationship so well mm. in just that one little fucking scene. And I I think Rich Dunham maybe is a filmmaker that people just don't talk about enough. Yeah, possibly, yeah. Because he, he's scrooged as well. Yeah. He? You know, we've just talked about five Richard Donner movies and four <laughs> lethal weapon movies though. We've just talked about five Richard Donner movies. <laughs> Um, he also made Lady Hawk. And he made Lady Hawk. Like but Lady you look Hawk. across his career, um, and you know the, the breadth of genres that that man went mm. through is insane. Uh, and yeah, I, just, I don't think we maybe talk about him enough. Well, maybe we should do a Donathon. Maybe we should. Um, I mean, you'd have to watch Conspiracy Theory again. I like Conspiracy Theory. You don't like Julia Roberts though. I want, but I like Conspiracy Theory. So yeah, so uh, yeah, that was it. That's all we watched this week, wasn't it? All, all we watched. All we watched. All we watched. <laughs> a fucking lot is what we watched this week. <laughs> yeah. Um, questions? Do we have any? We have at least one. I've got at least one, and I'm gonna find it. My brain is now shaking. My brain is now the Michael Shannon meme from um, the Superman movie of I Will Find You. <laughs> I'm gonna find it now. Oh no, that's wrong. That's the wrong place. Thank you. So our question was, Rick Kidd at Rick J Kidd. There have been many great animations in recent years, but do you ever think an animation will win one of the big Best Picture awards? I do, and I don't think it'll be a film that deserves it. No, I don't think they will. You're not. No, I think it was gonna happen. It'll happen by now. Yeah. I'm kind of there with you, Mark, to be fair. I, I think Pixar, the only way it will ever happen is Pixar will need to come out with something which is just so emphatically well-received by critics and audiences that it can't be denied. Um that's that's really that's really gonna be the only way for me. And I mean Pixar specifically as well because they're the one they're the ones who have the general industry clout. Like if it you know if it was decided by people actually in the animation business, then 
frankly, um, uh, Cartoon Saloon would probably have as a bigger shout, if not a bigger shout, than Pixar. Or something like that. Yeah, or Leica. Yeah, that's a great shout. But with the Academy being such a broad swathe of, of, of people from a lot of different age ranges as well, it would have to be something absolutely fucking undeniable. What I would like, say, undeniable. Yeah, what I'd say there is it is it, for a start, it's got its own category. Mm. You know, we've only just had a um, a film win Best Picture that was a foreign language movie. Yeah, uh, I think that is is it the first is it the first or the second foreign language film to win Best Picture? Yeah, it's the first, isn't it? Yeah, I think it is the first. There's one in the back of my mind that's going, no, I didn't this win it. But then, you know, you know but then you, you could say whole swathes of Godfather Part 2, which won it in a foreign language. So there's, there's, there's that. Um, but as a foreign feature, then, yeah, it, it is. But it, it's taken that long for that to win it. And being honest, is there movies over the past 20, 30 years that probably deserved it more than Parasite? Yeah. Probably. And I really like Parasite, just to just put it in there. Um, but, you know, there are other movies that probably should have won it. But the reason why they don't is because there's a category that's called Best Foreign Feature. And there's a category called Best Animation. If, if the Best Foreign Feature happens to be the best... But right, but, it, but once you give it a subcategory, mm. once you give it its own little category, mm. it automatically means that people can vote for it in that rather than voting it for it in there. Mm. Oh, well, it's going to be best animation. And it almost seems like... I, I get the idea of best foreign feature um, as, as an Academy Award. I get the idea behind that. Best animated feature, I got the idea behind it. But now it feels almost like it's it's belittling something that is that, that that doesn't shouldn't require it anymore. You've also got the problem that if anything, if a Pixar movie comes out any year, it's gonna get it. In like this year, Wolfwalkers deserves it more than Soul. Well, what, Soul was, it, what, what was it last year that, 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 that won it? Um, Toy Story Four wouldn't it, didn't it? Yeah, Toy yeah. Story Four won it over something. Really yeah, it might have been Klaus. Did Leica have something out? Fucking oh god! It feels like it's on the tip. No, that was missing link. It can't have been missing link. Yeah, I think. Yeah, it, it must have been Klaus. That was the big one that everyone wanted, wanted to win it, and then it, but it was like, well, no, it's going to be Toy Story. Because mm. the other point there is, um, animation as a whole, Digimation sells okay. You can sell a Digimation. You know, look at it. Trolls World Tour might get nominated for an Academy Award. Mm. That's that's mental. But you can't sell fucking even in a normal everyday world, nothing's gone fucking wrong. Twenty twenty, Wolf Walkers doesn't play on the same amount of screens as Trolls World Tour, or even fucking playing with fire would play with more screens than Wolf Walkers. But no, but it, it's not gonna get enough fervour uh, amongst people to generate the um, the interest that would catapult something. Because like Ian said there, it's got to be better than amazing. Mm. It's got to be, no, unequivocally, this is the best 
this is one of the best movies ever made and everybody has to agree for it to even get fucking close. It's in the same way as, will a comedy ever win Best Picture? Yeah. Probably not. You know, uh, uh, Tarantino summed this up in the sense when he was talking about biopics and said that they're a cheat. They're cheating. Because it does because you're not if you're making a biopic, you're not making your, your movie might have nothing to do with that person's actual life, but people take all that into the movie, so they're fucking cheating. Mm. Biopics, and he said that biopics should have a separate category at the Academy Awards, so that they can all just get nominated for that. Because when a biopic wins, what is it? You're cheating, and there is an element of that, I think. Mm. Uh, just to say, the other one that got a bit of traction for Best Animated last year was I Lost My Body. That's right. But but, but did anyone see it? Well, that, that's the thing. It was it was a Netflix film, and Netflix had The Irishman and Marriage Story, the, the, that, which leads me on. Apple don't really have that much in the Oscar consideration this year. Like, you know, um, I mean, they've got On the Rocks. It's not going to get fucking anything. I don't know, maybe screenplay or something, I suppose. But, but Wolfwalkers is like their big ticket. And if they can get enough fucking people in the industry to actually watch it, mm. then, hey, that 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 could actually be something because it's basically going to be the only thing that Apple have got. And so they're going to funnel everything for, into it. Are you mean for animation or are you meaning for... Oh, like, animation, mate, not best picture. I, say, I don't think it will win, but is there, is there an outside chance in, in this, this crazy year that it could get a nomination for... A, a nomination? I mean, like if, that. if Soul got a nomination for best picture, that would honestly be fucking frustrating because it's it's just it's very very far from top tier Pixar. Mm. Like very very far from top tier Pixar, which is really annoying because it's one of their more interesting conceptually films, but it it it, it just screwed the pooch a little bit there. Wolfwalkers, I mean, I. And Bex, I mean, I, I obviously you, I know you liked it, but maybe not as much as me. But it just, it's obviously, I mean, for me, I'm falling into that trap though, like kind of because like I'm saying it's obviously better than Soul. For me, it is obviously better than Soul. I'm not going to tell you that it definitely is because that's that's your opinions. But to be fair, Bex, I think you agree. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, I. I it feels like in if it if Cartoon Saloon have any chance, it's this fucking year. But Soul is Disney backed, and Disney probably have fuck all to um, do with the Oscars this year as well. So, have you watched Secret of Kells yet, Ian? No, no, I I I need to catch up on the Cartoon Saloon stuff, and I will. But um. Give it a watch. Right. I'd like to. I'd like to see what your thoughts are on it because I don't know whether I like it so much for a similar reason to. I, I think your your opinion of Wolfwalkers is partly coloured by Lottie's opinion of Wolfwalkers in that yeah, seeing her enjoy it so much and it touch her in the way that it did. Yeah. It's affected how much you like it because you you give it extra credit for. For, for doing that and I think I I possibly do that with Secret of Kells as well because it, it was Isabel's first movie in the cinema and she absolutely loved it so I, I think there's part of that colouring my judgement 
So okay. Wolfwalkers may may well be. You might watch Secret of Kelvin go now. Wolfwalkers is still better, but it might be partly for those reasons. I think I think it affects how much you enjoy a kids movie when you're watching it with your kid and they really enjoy it. Yeah, I think yeah. you could be right. Yeah, yeah. fair play. So yeah, it'd just be interesting, but it's not on any streaming services, so have fun. Mm-hmm. Well, that's the rent it or something. <laughs> yeah. I don't watch either of them with a child. <laughs> have you watched either of them? Have you seen Secret of Cattle? Seen Secret of Cattle. Uh, did I make you watch it when it came out on Homily? Yeah, that's the one Liam Neeson, isn't it? Mm, yeah. Yeah. I don't like the fact he didn't kill anyone. Well, fair enough. Uh, what are we covering next week, Ian? <laughs> Uh, so next week we are doing a uh, catch-up review on the Midnight Sky, um, and yeah, who knows as we go I into January what the next could, could remove and nobody would notice. I mean, mm. we we'll be looking for it. It might be a myth. Maybe a myth. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, but then we'll do some more of watching other bits. I would, I'm sure, uh, and then we'll try and work out the schedule for the next month. <laughs> yeah. Do you know what? Including the Patreon stuff, we're running over two hours, so we've we've done okay with one main review. You know, we're gonna be all right. I'll find another series of films, questionable films, to watch next week. (laughs) We could do that. We've we've just done four, so we're gonna do some else now. Okay. Uh, So yeah, we are a Pod Syndicate uh, podcast, and there's other Pod Syndicate podcasts out there, including Chinchrod vs. Put a Film Rant, His Film Her Movie. Uh, Iron Sequel, and what? Oh, the Rewatch Project, yes. Uh, and, and, and other bits on there. So go out and seek out those and listen to those because they're all very, very fucking good. Um, and yeah, there's that. What else? Patreon. Patreon, yeah, give us some fucking money. Um, what can you get at Patreon? $2 a month. And you get extra shit. You get more of the stuff start of your podcast and you get just random stuff we dropped a christmas present for y'all and we'll just we'll randomly just go bang there you fucking go have that mm-hmm. chew on that chew on that yeah so yeah i'm gonna write all this like wrap up stuff down for you so you don't look at me like what else do i have to say every fucking week <laughs> i'll still look at you i won't read it i can't read that's true yeah <laughs> fucking hell your eyes barely work no, they don't. That's it's terrifying. Um, so, yes, yeah, so thank you very much for listening, everybody. Thank you for joining me, Rebecca. Oh, thank you very much for having me. Thank you much for joining me, Ian. Oh, thank you very much. I wish you'll speak to you all next week. Goodbye. Bye. Bye, guys. If the night turned cold and the stars looked down and you'd hug yourself on a cold, cold ground, you wake the morning. In a stranger's court But no one would you see You ask yourself Who'd watch for me My only friend Who could it be It's hard to say it I hate to say it But it's probably me Belly's empty and the hunger's so real. You're too proud to beg and too dumb to steal. You search the city for your only friend, 
no one will you see ask yourself who'd watch for me a solitary voice to speak out and set me free I hate to say it I hate to say it but it's probably me Never got to know It was hard for us both That I feel in sure Some would say I should let you go your way You only make me cry Well if there's one guy Just one guy Who laid down his life for you and I I hate to say it, I hate to say it, but it's probably me. Syndicate Valley. For more criminally compelling shows, articles, and conversations, head to wearepodsyndicate.com.